Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 93. I am here with the full crew today, the entire four, Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, Justin, the most famous intern Sanchez, and I am Dave, the body Regina. If you are just landing here for the very first time, uh, we want to welcome you guys to the family. And if you guys are back for another week, we want to thank you. We're extremely grateful for your loyalty. The No Snooze podcast was built off of a mindset, right? The first thing you see in the morning is that snooze button. We believe you can either snooze and go back to sleep on your dreams and aspirations or wake up and attack your day. We apply that mindset to everything we do, both personally and professionally. Business, relationships, fitness, finance, and anything else in between. Michael, without further ado, how the hell are you, my brother? Well said. That was very impressive. Was that, that was all right? off the rip. <laughs> One take Timmy over here. Ah. Uh, you know what I was thinking when you were talking? You always do the intro, right? I wonder if someone's just listening on the audio, what they think we look like. You know, if you've never watched us on yes. YouTube or this is your first episode, <laughs> I'd love to see one of those doodles when you say, like, oh, you saw someone who stole something, draw yep. their draw it out. I would love to see how they would draw us. <laughs> yeah, uh, we said it the other day, but Castro, right? He's got the most incredible radio voice. Oh, amazing. Right. But he kind of looks the part. Too. I don't think. Uh, no. Does he doesn't look like no, the voice. He doesn't. No, no. no Because that voice is like uh, Morgan Freeman. Like you're I, right. I don't get why he's an older got a, soul type of thing. Got a career in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he might just have to do voiceover. Welcome to the No Snooze <laughs> Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so how's the week, man? Listen, um, I see the body. You're looking lean and tight. I will say this to all of us. I think we spent way too much time on the fitness talk last week. I think it was like 48 minutes of an update. So we'll keep it brief this week. Yeah, 52 minutes this all right. week. So, Mike, how's your body? Nice and tight. Thanks, CV. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't need to talk much. If you, you're hopping on YouTube, see it. If you like what you see, like, subscribe, because you're going to see more of it. Because yeah. it's only going to get better from here. I really think I figured it out this time. The, I'll just give you one little tidbit of talk what my me. adjustment's been. Okay. Right? Minor adjustment. Each week, I'll give you a little taste of the adjustment. This week, the treadmill. The treadmill came back out. The, the no running walk king is back. <laughs> the walk king. Uh, and I'm just incorporating some uh, steady state cardio starting at 30 minutes a day. Going to do it the first thing I work, uh, first thing when I wake up. Uh, the only other minor adjustment is I've been limiting as I've been overdoing with the caffeine and I've felt my uh, anxiousness <laughs> kind of raising. Um, Monday, I had kind of a meltdown as far as like when I got home, I just had this overwhelming anxiousness and it was because I didn't handle my caffeine well throughout the day. And it's just something that I'm like, all right, well, I hit the breaking point. I got to recalibrate. So other than that, diet's on point, weight's on point. We weigh in Friday. Looking forward to sharing some good news. Okay. Not as good as you two gentlemen, <laughs> because, oh, excuse me, three you know, most famous over here is uh, looking tight as well. We're It's funny. We're all like if we were on a DJ booth, we're trying <laughs> okay. to calibrate like all okay. of our weights. 
hopefully we meet somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, I, I have to say one thing. If you are on YouTube, I don't know if you can see, but Michael has uh, one finger that matches his shirt. It is black, <laughs> and I don't know why. Can you explain why your finger is black? Brief story. Can you show the camera, please? <laughs> yeah, so this isn't bad. I'll send you What do you mean it's not bad? Because oh it was purple, like, dude. fall off black. Wait, wait, wait. Like, we, we can't see it. It's blending with your shirt. Right, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that looks terrible. And honestly, I, it kind of looks like Dana got mad at you because it's on your wedding band. Yeah. Thing. And Karma. she's like, give me the ring. Give me the ring. And Michael's like, no, keep the ring on. I did something and wrong. And she snapped it. Oh, my. Is God. that what happened? So this was uh, right after I did it. Not a great oh. photo. That's uh, pretty bad, though. So basically, uh, new listing came on Thursday. Go check it out. Nice multi in Greenwich. Costco area. I'm calling it the East Costco area. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, when we bring listings on on a Thursday, usually the weekend's packed. Saturday, I had showings from like 10 until 1 p.m. back to back to back to back, which is the way I like to do it. You get in the flow, get the reps going. So I get there a little early to prep everything, right? I like to do a walkthrough, <laughs> mentally figure out how I'm going to show the property. And I'm like, you know what? Let me open the garage so that I can kind of uh, refresh what's in there. So if someone asks me, I'm prepared. So it's a manual one, right? So I open it up. You know the old school ones that have clearly been there for like 100 years? Yes. And you're like, these were built well. There's no alert if something's under it. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, if you know how to use a garage, this is your garage. So I open it up, and it's got two joints. So if you know a garage, garage people, shout out Casera. Yes. Uh, right? Yes. How about Co that callback? Yo. How about that transition? That's pretty good. It wasn't one of their garages because this would never <laughs> happen. Whitaker Doors. Whitaker Doors. My guy. I'm going to have to do another one, by the way. Uh, so we pull it. I pull it all the way up, right? Go to push it down. As I'm pushing it down, the first appointment arrives. So I'm doing one of these. Push it down. Finger gets caught in the first joint. Closes completely. Ah. I go, You're like, hi. Because the people are there. So I'm like, I can't make a scene. So I'm like, and so you have one arm to try to get it off of your finger because I'd use two arms to get it off originally. So, you know, freak athlete. <laughs> about about six seconds later. I finally get it up. I pull it out. I look. I'm not exaggerating. It was like a cartoon. My <laughs> finger was flat as a credit card. I, the only thing that kept it together, and when I say my finger, the my uh, ring finger, this part, the front joint. The so it didn't get part. the joint, the dingle part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, the part that dingles, that part. It was so flat. It was like if uh, Bugs Bunny got ran over by Wiley Coyote. <laughs> And I literally went like this to get it back to form. Wow. Swear to God. Two seconds later, from joint up, completely black. Throbbing. Oof. So I'm like, I guess I'm just going to show today and see what happens. Adversity? Bring so it. <laughs> I, the, the whole time that the people weren't looking, when I was showing all day, I was doing this. Finger pumps all I was day. trying to get blood, blood into flow. it. Then it still looks bad, man. In between appointments, I was doing this. Right? <laughs> I was raising it. Um, Dana, I got home, and Dana's like, is your finger going to fall off? I, was like, I don't think it can fall off if you don't get... There's no bones in that part, is there? No, your finger could fall off, bro. Like There's a bone in there? Well, <laughs> Matt and Phil text me, like, is it broken? And I was like, dude, it's there's no bones in that part. And Matt just sent a, a meme of a skeleton going like this. <laughs> so something in there is definitely broken, but it's not... It's not um, it doesn't matter, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. just the tip. I guess. Uh, doesn't look too good. So word of <laughs> advice... Don't open garage doors if you're not paying attention. Um, and if you do get one caught in it, be a freak athlete so you lift it up <laughs> so, quick. Wow. Can you take your ring off? 
Uh, yeah, because that's a small part. You may want to. I don't know, keep it. No, off it's gotten like it. infinitely better. Yeah, oh. infinitely better. God bless you. I'm telling you, you your this looks bad. This isn't even close as bad it was. Mm. I. It was two different shades. It, it looked like pretty, I look like a zebra. Pretty shady, Mike. See, pretty I, shady. I wish it. We did Michael right the after. finger Pirelli. That, that nail is gonna, gonna <laughs> go. No, the nail's good. Oh, I got wow. strong. I got. I take a lot of collagen peptide for my uh, my hair. I'm trying good, to fight great the, hair, good nails. I'm trying to fight the recession, both in, both in my recession. hair and the in the world. Okay. Um. So my nails are knock on wood very strong because that's it's a nail hair thing. Yep. You know, very good collagen. You don't have to worry about that. Like all of you have phenomenal hair. No, nah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting the the you. You know, my the Regina you is coming. I've said it. That's what technology's for, uh, my boy. I'm going gonna look. Plugs. I'm gonna be plugged up. <laughs> Listen, if there's a hair plug sponsor out there, your boys over at No Snooze are willing to try. I'll do a out. show about it. <laughs> no man, you look good. Uh, besides that finger of yours, CV, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. We waited way too long last episode, yes. so let's include you on the Pod Bod update, my brother. Very excited. Hello, hello. So, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Um. Quick one, yeah. Uh, so I did weigh myself on the Friday after after the oh yes, we I was shot, looking forward to this and uh, four pounds. Ooh, wow! Pounds. You say casually? Um, well, you know, I think it was uh, two weeks. So I I guess figured two pounds per week. That's, that's good. That's usual math. Yeah. Unless you did four <laughs> in one week. <laughs> it's the usual well, math. It could have been the Mike Pirelli way. I could have zero and four. <laughs> yeah. Or like Mike is like, I lose out of four. Hours. I gained four and then I lost four. <laughs> Guys, I'm turning a leaf. Right? Don't talk about that. Mike could literally lose four pounds in four hours if he wanted to. Not yeah, you know, four pounds. I'm assuming. That's awesome. Two per week. Keep doing the thing. Keep working out every day. By the way, I wanted to make a note. Did anyone see Mike Pirelli's treadmill when he posted it? <laughs> what, what about it? You haven't seen it? Yeah, I saw it, but what's it's wrong about, with it? It's about this size. It's, it's kind of small, right? I don't know how you stay on that. Yeah, I yeah. almost thought you had two of them, one for each foot. I'm <laughs> yeah, one for each foot. <laughs> it's funny, right? You, you, that's something I'm actually thinking about. I'm how do you like, not fall off of that thing? It's tight. It's very tight. <laughs> Uh, the nice thing is it's for a desk. Yeah. So, yeah, literally. Well, my foot. You're so like, there's a little part that the the track comes out of. My foot goes over it. So like sometimes <laughs> I tap it when I walk Oof. by, and it shuts off because it's very. You know when you're um, measuring like a floor and you put your one foot in front of the other to measure. Yeah, sure that's how I walk. That's, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a catwalk. That's hilarious. Uh, I do. I mean, I love it. I Can forget what brand it thing? is. It, no, no, no. It'll immediately <laughs> shut off. You, yeah. You. So on. it doesn't It'll shut off. The next phase six is going to be getting <laughs> another treadmill. So what's what's the best treadmill? I'd love to hear in the comments. Like subscribe. The if you want to see more of these sexy bodies, like subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah. The next thing is to get some more equipment for the gym. I'm definitely going to get a sled and get some turf for the driveway. It's Michael. Dude, you're going to love what coming want, to Jim Miguel. Like, Both of you. Yeah, yeah like a, sled a weighted push. sled. <laughs> no, not a sled to go down the hill, bro. <laughs> a weighted sled like the football players, man, oh, like the oh. performance athletes. He's a freak athlete. Look at his finger. A freak athlete. Uh, what I'm, <laughs> so that Mind Pump podcast I listen to, basically, I'm worried about getting hurt. I'm like an old man. I'm like, I got to stay healthy because health is wealth. If I get hurt, it's going to derail me, right? So, and my thought was like, all right, squats are great and I'm doing them, but is there other leg exercises that... Um, equate to doing like a squat but are mm. safer and i've been researching the sled is one of the safest things to do because it's not a very a high technical move you right. know it's more of a push correct it's yeah. a push but it hits all the same muscles 
Very nice. You like that? Yeah, Ooh. man. Not not to bring scary, but that doesn't scare you sometimes with the uh, like your Achilles heel and things like that. I, I think you know, freak athlete. I don't. Yeah, if yeah, if one of those that pop, then it's uh, that finger is proof. Yeah. L- listen, <laughs> I don't want to jinx myself. I have no broken bones in this body. None. Well, I would so hope actually, not. never mind. Like, broken nose, probably broken finger. Uh, <laughs> Wait, besides, there's that. no bone there. Don't besides worry. Besides that, we're but good. but anyway, <laughs> enough of my treadmill. I'm looking to upgrade. I might take that. I I talked to my boss yesterday and told him about our weight loss challenge so i told him if there's some weird noises coming on uh happening in the other office yeah it's probably the weights in the bands and so i'm prepping him to sneak the treadmill into my office you should just i was gonna say you should secretly build a gym in the office i what do you think i'm doing yeah, i yeah. have 15 pound weights that are my 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 trigger sessions we'll call trigger them sesh, yeah. which is mind pump <laughs> and then i have my bands and it's a, i'm all set in there and your arms look good i'll tell you that you know look good. other parts of the body the the, the <laughs> I, what i think you'll see not to, to take over CV's part, which I think you'll see in him as well, is we're probably going to get the six pack before even the arms to hell, you know, because just the fat is dripping, it's dripping off, off. Yeah. fat burning machines. It's like when you hold a sausage when it's on the grill and all the fat just oh, drips yeah. off. Yeah. Air fry everything. <laughs> Air fry everything. Weights that's and right. steaks. Um, no, CV, man. Back to CV. Four that's pounds. That's good, though. Four pounds. Um, so are you, have you reached 30 total? Yeah, I believe so. Wow, so. Right? dude, these yeah. are no- data, dude. When I see That's him, though, amazing. So I saw him uh, the other day, and I saw him from the side, <laughs> and I, I'm getting a little nervous here. Like my what? man is going to look better than me, man. Well, you, it's it's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. The only competition you have anymore is probably Justin. Justin, Justin. Yeah. update, update. Talk to me. It's actual thirty four point eight pounds. Oh, since the beginning. What do you wow. use to track? That's pretty Tell big. the people because uh, I think people so are curious. The Fitbit. No, whatever. I got the the weight, the scale mm. that matches. I think I don't forget what it was called, but the oh um, yes, I know the. Scale. Yeah, remember the one we got? Yes, we, we had forty four. Yeah. Oh, it's called an Aria, an Aria two. Yeah, and every time you weigh yourself or whatever, it connects. It, right? connects, it tells Sick. it. So Oof. even though I'm not using my Fitbit to walk anymore, um, I still use that because it kind of tracks it and everything. So are you tracking steps? Yeah. So my on my watch. Yeah. Nice, nice. I love that. I, I so you 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 double watch it up. No, you wear, no, no. You wear so, the Roly and so here's the, the thing. Uh, <laughs> I used to do that in basketball. I'd wear, uh, wear Rolex uh, and uh, no wristband uh, oh, cover. I used to. You would, um, Mike would have a Rolex on during basketball practice. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. Light work. Light work. <laughs> um, so no, I, I used to have wear the Fitbit all the time, and honestly, I didn't like it for because it was ugly. Number one and number two. <laughs> seriously, it is. I, I kinda, and, yeah. and um and and I didn't want a double watch either. And then also it was kind of thick, so it always got caught in my shirt, and it was just I didn't like it. So yeah. I was like, I need to find a different alternative. So that I can, it can look nice and still kind of track what I wanted. So I ended up finding this watch what that I have on. It's a fossil watch. Yeah, it looks nice. And it's like kind of like there's different types and more techie ones. And this is a very less Basic. techie one. Um, and so it has like a black and white screen. And so it looks normal because it's very analog. It has the same functions as a regular watch. But on yep. the inside of the face, it has like a little technology part. So it counts steps. It tells you, you know, like uh, what your heart rate is at. It tells you. Uh, if it's gonna rain outside or snow or little little things like that, and it's very basic, but it's all I need. All I want is to kind of keep track of my steps. Yeah, keep so it simple. This that's morning, cool. so far, I have forty eight hundred and thirty two wow. steps, wow. and that's so about that's two good. miles of my morning walk that I did. Yeah, I don't on, get you know, nearly. What are you targeting? Steps. Well, you, you, you can tell by your body. What are you? What are you targeting? <laughs> uh, daily steps? Are you? Do you have a target uh, no, for that? Or I no, I don't. I don't. Or is it so, a time? Like no, amount? I like to do. I want to do two miles every day. Okay. And sometimes the intensity. 
of the workouts that I do are less than two miles. Yeah. But I am like, I tell you, beat. I beat. mean, if you do two miles um, a day, that's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. But it depends though. Cause I, in the very, very beginning, I was only doing two miles and it was yep. always flat and it was always the same amount of time. Yep. My goal then it was to do like a 15 minute mile. Uh, walking, which I think is a pretty decent speed. Yeah, that is. Um, and, but this is flat. Michael can't do that. And I think is... I can walk a mile faster than I can run a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but what I started doing with the, with the treadmill, I started doing a whole bunch of hills. So sometimes I'd only do like a mile and a half or a mile point three or whatever. <laughs> but when I tell you I'm 10 times more exhausted than if I did a, a, a flat two miles, uh, and I think that was what I was kind of explaining last time, how it's the intensity is is, is greater mm-hmm. because I do these hills and all these different things on the treadmill. Um, so it. honestly, I just I'm not looking for a specific thing. Um, I normally average about eight to nine thousand steps per day. Ten would be ideal, but sometimes I just can't. And so as long yep. as I know that I'm getting that morning kind of burn in Push, there and, yep. it, and it feels good, then I'm kind of good. And anything extra is just a bonus. Are you doing that fasted? Like, do you yeah, eat uh, before well, coffee? Okay, yeah, so yeah, fasted. Yeah, nice. Fasted, yeah. Yeah. Sick. That's awesome, man. You look great. Uh, I heard a great a gr- quote. I heard, I heard a great quote. I heard a great quote. Uh, <laughs> I heard a great simple, quote. Simple scales, fancy fails. Simple scales, fancy fails. Beautiful. Yeah, that's good that, one, right? Yeah, that is. Um, I, I feel like for me, I always made things a little bit more complicated. Well, that's, and now that's literally the opposite of yeah. what I believe in. Right? Like, I get so fancy. <laughs> home gym, this and that. And then I just end up walking. Walking. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, good point. Um, you want to hear about me? I mean, awesome. No, anyway, Justin, <laughs> Justin. what do you got going on? <laughs> wow, look at him grab the oh, mic. Oh, he's getting the mic. Let's go. Go ahead, go ahead kid. So, By the guys, way, the only person that has a legitimate 2% body fat. He's got a bulk. Yeah, yes. That's true. So Justin is on the lower range. He's got a bulk. My man, <laughs> I actually, I'm not gassing you. You look pretty good. I'm not gassing you. Not as good as CV, myself, or <laughs> you're getting there. I would love to see what people think he looks like too with his voice. Yeah, right. You know, I don't, I don't. Track. Ruben Stutter. I don't, I don't, I don't track anything, but I, I, I like the look. You know what I'm saying? I like to see, see the change. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. After Monday, I'm starting to feel like Dave with my chest right now. Wow. Workout, yeah. yo, dude, stop. I'm it. still in pain. I called him in my office. Hold on, I'm gonna take a video <laughs> as, as he's talking. I called him in no, my no, no, office. Go, 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 yeah, talking, flex. Talking. Give him a flex. I'm, I'm gonna. Don't you don't need to just <laughs> give him a flex right now. <laughs> I literally called oh, I him. You take a picture. I was like, don't th- look at that. Look at the definition. You should. You should hit the camera with that. Give me a try. Give me a try. Give me the try. You should hit the camera. Woo! With the coffee stain on the tri step. On the tri step. The kids are gonna, you know kids. What is that? A birthmark? That arm. Oh, that's cute. They were trying to copy. They were putting like, <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, get on, get on the mic because this is gonna nah, go man. on while you're um talking. Nah, yeah. So uh, you gotta eat. <laughs> Yo, I eat a lot. But you don't eat a lot. Are you tracking it? Fast. Are you no. tracking it? See, then you, how do you know you eat a lot? Yo, I eat, you don't bro. track, and if you don't track, you don't attack. It's also. I'm just rhyming. Can you tell the audience where you where you shop for your clothing? We want to know if it's Baby Gap or, like, we want to know where. It's not, it's not Baby, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, Carter's, Carter's down the street. Carter's, <laughs> Carter's, Carter's, Ovi. Oh, no, what is it? Though, what are you, what Oshkosh are you, are you, <laughs> What are you eating? Are you trying to, like, you're oh trying to add God. muscle, right? Yeah, yeah, So For what real? are we eating? Dave's going to school you right now. No, Dave's not going to school you. Why, right. you get frustrated with what? him? You get frustrated? No, it's the same, it, he has the same problem that he we all have. <laughs> I mean, He doesn't Wait, listen. He doesn't listen. the same problem no, we all have? I don't have that problem. It's the consistency. Yeah. Piece, okay. Right. But like he'll work track out anything. How the hell you know what's going on? Right. But he's he's not at that phase yet. He's just got to get there though. If he wants I to just, get tight. I, I you want to be famous? <laughs> you want to be famous? Yeah. There's I, a level of a body you got to have to get famous. Famous. That's I'm right. You see, Beebs. Beebs put on a little muscle. That's right. Nah, he definitely did. A little bodied up. Yeah. Little yeah. bodied up. Right. 
Yeah. Anyway, so I'm fired up. All right, good. Thank yeah, you. yeah. That's <laughs> my guy. That's the sleeper right there. Yeah, man. Um, so it's the month of March. It's crazy. Chapter three of twelve. Wait, are you Sean? Right? Oh, this is going chapter to your body. Chapter three of twelve. Yeah, sixty-one days to uh, you know, the day that we're recording by the time it comes oh, out on Monday. Oh, that's what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what phase? Yeah, the, what phases is it on, David? What phase? Phase, is it phase thirty-two. It's, this is just phase one, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> phase one. Phase one. How long a, does phase one last? Not a phase, guy. phase one. Yeah, I'm not a phase guy, but uh, the current plan that I'm on is uh, twelve weeks. Twelve phases. Twelve. Twelve weeks here. Um, so I'm sixty-one for sixty-one, but today sucked. I, I literally like I was I was debating you know while while I was up at one thirty like all right today might be my off day because I'm not really going for anything specific with the streak you're gonna let everyone down basically <laughs> so you're telling me no but Karina and I have like a little thing going she was like babe I think I'm gonna take off I'm like yeah most people need a day off like I think it's you know you like, condescend. very condescending yeah, yeah. so she's like I, I mean she's probably like fifty five for sixty one which is incredible yeah it's but odd. I'm like you know it's just not sixty one for sixty one yeah, but yeah. you know so we go back and forth we battle so now it's like a thing in the house yeah. um but I just said to myself honestly like what what's the worst case scenario right now? Like, yeah, I, I I'm not as energetic as I guess I would be on a full eight, six to eight hours sleep. You know, probably had like three, three and a half, maybe four. Solid. Right? Solid. But I really I, I got gritty in my head and I was like, listen, you know, I I wanna work out today. I wanna get it in. Yes, these cards are stacked against me, but I'll do what I can. Ended up pushing myself to the point that I had one of my best workouts yet, which was crazy. But I, again, I do it on the app, so I record everything. Um, working with Coach Ambrosio. Right? A lot of people have been asking, by the way. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to miss a day there. So it's been good. Um, you know, I don't have a weigh in um to give you guys but i have photos for myself and at the end of this journey week one to week 12 i'm going to show it um and see you know really where the where the progress is but the goal is to get down all the way to eight percent body fat and kind of see how i feel at eight percent are you seeing any physical changes um honestly from week one this is only i'm finishing up week two so you know no but it's weird because i i definitely don't see anything i think people are seeing the compound of 61 days straight and like mike said before you know you can see i don't know what are you seeing he said my face looks a no, little no i just leaner. think your body looks a little tighter my body like looks a little tighter you my look, brother said that to me you the look other day. a little um a little fluffy not fluffy <laughs> I, so so like uh you know like people like us who bodybuild you know yeah yeah, yeah. um some days you just feel fuller yeah, and today you look more like your skin's tight versus full muscle. Loose. So Does usually that make I sense? look lo- usually I look um, loose. No, they, I, I think it's because his shirt's a little tighter too. <laughs> yeah, maybe his shirt's tight. I, I got he this throws me off. too, and the beard. <laughs> he, he throws me off. Uh, yeah. So honestly, no, I, I don't see a difference yet. Um, but I definitely feel good. Yeah. You know, um, the warm up has been huge. I, I've been doing a uh, a band warm up every single day. Mm, that's my workout. Uh, <laughs> which is great though. Like the the flexibility in in my scap. Like my my scapula in the back, my oh, shoulders. Don't worry. You know the shoulder rotation feels good. Uh, so yeah, you know it's 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 fun, it's exciting, and uh, you know we'll keep you updated. I guess next week. Are there any new? Uh, sorry, just yeah, have yeah, to follow up questions. Are there any new exercises that he's incorporating that you're enjoying more now that you are like uh, exploring them a little more? The way in which I do the workouts is what changed the most. I still yeah. haven't seen a workout that I haven't done before. Yeah, because you've I'm sure you've done like every exercise known to man. Oh, I don't want to sound like a lot. Idiot, but a but lot. most of them, yeah, right? So like you've worked I, you worked your whole life. Exactly. Um he did have one that was called the gun run for biceps, which was pretty cool. You gun basically run. yeah, you basically hold um 
the the uh, dumbbells in a bicep squeezing and position and pretty much just run throughout the gym. No, you walk. Oh. But you walk. Oh, yeah. even better. But but you're doing it while you're squeezing. So that was something that I was like, well, kind of like a farmer's carry, but just but in a in a in a bicep hold. So yeah. that was a cool exercise. I guess the stabilization. Um, yeah, but but I'm definitely seeing my um uh, my uh, order is it's big to switch the order of your workouts because I would go in the gym, I'd do chest, chest, chest. Now he has me like on a push day doing chest, then shoulders, then chest, and sh- you know what I mean? So like I get fatigued a little Mixing quicker, uh, but the feedback on the app, seeing exactly the uh, where the exercise history was from the week prior, I just try to do a little bit more on one exercise. Yeah, you know? So it, it's like a bulletproof thing if you're willing to push yourself. Yeah. But I wonder where I'm going to get to to the point that obviously I can't go up five pounds from the week before. You know what I mean? No, um, we're just going to push right through. Yeah, yeah, you know, just keep going. On, on our way to 8%, <laughs> it's going to be, you're just going to blow through these these ceilings that you think you can hit. That's you right. Know? I have a question. Yep. Your, your coach, Coach Ambrosio, is he, does he give you also um, cardio workouts or is that just incorporated in the way you're kind of jumping around from exercises? He felt that what I do is sufficient. Um, in so terms you, of add, you add that separately. Yeah, what have you been I, doing cardio-wise? I do two cycling classes a week. So he feels that that, I mean, I'm literally burning a thousand calories per, um, and everything we're doing is a calorie count pretty much. Um, so that paired with, you know, the, he, he wants me to get to 10,000 steps per day. And I, I just, I join can't. the club, dude. It's the past. I, I would need, Love I would need steps. to stand up at, at work yeah. and just literally, walk around. You know? I have a rule now yeah. when I'm on the phone, I just pace. I see. I'm at an office phone with a string. Attached get an to it, eye, so get I get a friggin', uh, whatever it's called. You're the boss. You can request <laughs> anything. <laughs> Get him one of AirPod get, connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the only thing that I haven't been able to accomplish. But he was like, "Listen, you know, as we get closer to the goal, that's to. when he starts to tweak things." Uh, but this week was cool because now I'm basically working up off of seventy five percent of my one rep maxes. Whereas you know when I first started, I was at like fifty five percent. But the reps push. are coming down, then they're going to go back up. So it's it's a nice nice switch, great structure. Um, but that's that's that. We ready to to rock on this no, one? I love it. Or you got yeah. more on that? I'm trying to think of other questions because I'm so curious. I know. I, I want to give you I mean, there's always a thousand what questions. What was the question you know? I was going to ask? We don't want to go an hour on fitness. Oh, I forget. Um, oh, did he give you a picture he, of oh. what you're going to look like at 8%? Yeah, he said, look at myself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, but, he said, basically, look at me. Yeah. He, showed, he showed me Mike Pirelli. Yeah. He said, look um, at Mike. <laughs> not that. Look at me. No. That, so there you people go. get motivated by what they looked like. To not go backwards, but some also get motivated by what they could look like. Yeah, I, I have to figure an app. I have an original. Like. I don't know, man. This has been my whole life. I have this little like, you know, and I don't want to sound uh, silly by saying this, but I really mean it. I do have like extra belly fat. You know, it could be just from being Italian. So like my 8%. Hey, don't put David, that on our David, heritage, David, dude. What? Do you want to see belly fat? No, no. I, but I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't <laughs> just mean to kind of just way. The, you got down to 10% and, and you I still, still had a little. Yeah, I still like my top, the top four looked really good. And then like down below, still like a little like meatball. And and you know for example, I got to like fourteen, and I had a pretty clear six pack for yes, a little bit. Yes, you, so everyone's different where right. they hold it. Like I hold a lot of mine in my face and my like thighs, like those two. Obviously the belly too, but the yeah. belly go, comes off a little early. Yes, for me it definitely it's definitely not like that, like genetically wise. Yeah, and and again no excuse, but I I don't no, really know. Excuse, I don't know it, what I'm gonna look. See, like. I think when you get down to eight, you're gonna get the abs because. Mm, we'll see. I'm telling you, because at some point there's nowhere for They're the fat thick to go. Too. The my, fat does this, right? My, <laughs> I just you breathe. know, there's nowhere to my go. My abs are pretty thick when they come out. 
Yeah, which like, is fine. But to see him, I'm excited for you because I don't want to be by myself at 10 with abs. With abs. You know, if there's no other ab friends, then you look like the idiot. I'm just the, the abless 8%. Like if we're at the if we're at the beach and I'm the only guy with abs, <laughs> it's going to be so awkward. That's embarrassing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at, look at, look he, at Satchel. He's got abs Sanchez. already, he's right? abs, right? No, when you're two percent, yep. when you're two percent, of course your abs come out all no Okay, that's all. I, so that's true. the only question I have. All right. Um, so yeah, do we so want to put pictures know. up as we do our journey, where we do our our thing, and then we throw a picture up? Because as much as you know, I don't want to share too much. I, I do want to do that. You'd be willing to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to. I, I don't like the concept of doing the pictures as you go because there's nothing to compare it to. Okay. I like the right. con- I the, like the fairness. beginning and the end. Yeah, I yeah. love it's seeing more contrast. The, right, I love seeing the the beginning and then the end to actually see where it is. You yeah, know, where the biggest changes happen because if you post a picture, it's good. I think you you might be able to see it, but I don't know if anybody else can you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. make no, the content. I like there. it. All right, fair. Um, so today, uh, well, before we go there, man, the, today of our recording is March second. Just got to shout out my grandma Lee. It's her birthday. Oh, uh, her first birthday, one GDF. in heaven. So may she rest in peace. Very sad moment, though, man. Speaking of grandmas, the other day, you know, like I updated everybody, my grandma, Ro, she is still in the hospital. She was diagnosed with lung cancer, had the mass on her brain. The brain mass came back as cancerous as well. Both stage four um, declining pretty quickly, uh, which is very sad to see. All we're praying for is that she doesn't suffer along this way, uh, but got to see her the other day and she was in great spirits, obviously a little teared up, um, definitely remembers everybody and so witty um, in, in the hospital. But, you know, she basically took my hand. She was rubbing me and she's like, all I pray for is that my family is safe. And she was just so willing. You know, she was even speaking and she's like, you know, he could take me. He could take me. I, I've, I've, I've lived a great life, uh, which is sad to hear. But I can also see that she's in a little bit of pain, you know, and she, all she kept praying on is she has this little angel uh, that my aunt, um, aunt Celeste got her. Right. So she's rubbing the angel and she's like, God, just take care of my family. God, just take care of my family. So it's just a, a, another perspective moment um, to where, you know, listen, whatever's going on could be worse. Imagine sitting in that bed knowing that you're going to die could be two months it could be two years at some point mm-hmm. you're you're toast yeah which is you know stories like uh, that it's just it's snap you back. dude it, it really does and i got uh, an opportunity to uh get uh karina and callie on the facetime and you know callie kept saying grandma 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 and that oh. that that just made her made her whole day uh so it was it was very nice to see her but uh rest in peace to grandma lee upstairs and then grandma roe we know you're fighting hey grandma lee help me out with this weight loss <laughs> that's thing, right, right. Good. bless my boy michael over here yeah um but I'll dedicate yeah my abs to you i love <laughs> i love um the little perspective piece like you're talking about uh just because it brings everything uh back to center for you because again yeah. we say this a lot on the podcast but you get so caught up in the day-to-day nonsense. I'm so it guilty of it. Lately. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's all I do. But it snaps right back because like, I've had conversations. I don't want to put them out publicly, but have been like really grounding because you right. realize like everyone's going through something. Yep. Someone's got some level of uh, fight that they're going through, whether it's cancer, um, just health, you know, anything. So it's like I'm, I've been trying to be really good at getting everyone the benefit of the doubt, even when they're driving me nuts. Because you don't know what like what's going on, so it's just like, you know, you you feel very fortunate certain days, mm-hmm. and it's bad to say, but sometimes I feel like guilty. Right. Like, why do I have, you know what I mean, certain mm-hmm. health uh, advantages over other people? And you're like, it it creates that fire again that you don't want to waste the uh, the gift. Yes, sir. That's a good way to put it. The gift. 
Very, maybe that's very, my new nickname. Yeah, the Michael the Gift Pirelli. <laughs> Once you get those abs, maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, we'll name you there. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, so, you know, when we come up with the concept for, for the conversations, it's pretty much, you know, Mike and I, Mike CV and I trying to get together and kind of see what's going on in our personal lives. And something that I've, I've been focused on at work is creating a positive work culture, right? And, you know, now that I'm in this role, I've been in this role for a while, I've, I've definitely seen that there's a need at our workplace, in our environment, for a positive culture. Sounds really good. What does it mean? How do you kind of create one? Um, and I think it's something that you, you see individuals in leadership roles all the time, but it's like, how did you, how did you really get there? Like, are you qualified to be that leader? Did something happen? Cause for me, I got placed there. And, and I think a lot of people get, um, placed in leadership roles because they do one discipline really well. Right. And, and it, that discipline wasn't leadership for me. Um, specifically, I was able to build a rec department that brought in revenue in ways that the town has never seen before. And the amount of revenue that came in was pretty much groundbreaking revenue for that department. That one discipline is what got me an opportunity to then sit in a leadership role. But that doesn't mean that automatically because I can bring money in, I'm a good leader, right? And I feel like most companies, it's kind of similar with that. You get promotions, people get these great positions with great titles, but is there really are they really at that level of leadership to be creating a positive work culture? So I just wanted to share a couple of things as I've been creating the environment. Um, and, and it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, but it's definitely a work in progress and something that you got to continue every day. Right. So what are your thoughts? Just, you know, kind of what I just spit at you. No, I like it. I think the biggest thing I think about is it's kind of, I, I have a team in certain business aspects, like we're a team here, you know, my real estate stuff's a team, tell Mike's I use a team, there's a bunch of little teams, uh, but I always think back to the company culture of my family. Like, I read a book, um, A Promise of a Pencil, Braun, Adam Braun, oh, yeah, Adam. his book, yeah, yeah. and he talked about how his dad used to say all the time, you know, we're not like the typical family, we're Braun's. Who was my coach. Yeah. So My high school basketball Did he coach. tell you that? Were you a Braun yes. by adoption? Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know him. Yeah. But it really stuck with me because it's it seen, I'm very repetitive in our household where I kind of impose my thoughts and my energy onto the family. And at times, I'm sure, Dana, I'm sorry, I'm probably exhausting, you know, <laughs> to have it all the time. And yep. there are days, don't get me wrong, where I'm off. But a lot of times I try to re um, reiterate certain beliefs I have which is like, you know, it's great to complain, but you're not helping anyone. So like do something or don't complain, like which is very black or white. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just keep saying that or um, and I'm guilty of it, too. So I like when Dana pu pushes back and feeds me my own BS. 
You know, when I say stuff and then she's like, oh, well, you say this. Yeah. You know, keeps you accountable. Um, Or like, um, you know, just being good people. So like when there's an opportunity to donate or get behind a cause, you know, having conversations with Dana, which she's great at too, uh, you know, of being committed to helping and, you know, not waiting till you're at a certain level to give back. Just do it along the way or, you know, enjoying the journey, Mm -hmm. enjoying the process together. Work, you know, teamwork. There's all these like things that everyone talks about and that I always think about, but I think about how to impose that because we do have kids and, uh, you know, I have another on the way and I've never been in a position of a mentor in any form. So I'm not nervous, but figuring out a system where like I, I don't have anything to look back to. I've always been the mentee with everyone, even today. So I'm just thinking when you say creating company culture, I'm thinking like my family. Mm-hmm. Creating that culture where when you're in her household, you get the same vibe every time. It's consistent. You know, uh, feel like you're at home, good people, a safe zone, supportive, kind of all the things everyone aspires to. But I would love to hear how you do it in a company setting because I know I need this in my companies as well because it, it's something that if you're going to grow, no matter if it's your – I'm not necessarily looking to add other real estate agents to my team, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need people that are uh, specialists in certain areas. And no matter what you do, if it's a partner above, I mean, even with us, you got to keep that company culture to grow. Um, and it, then you think like, what What do I want the company culture? Do I want a Steve Jobs atmosphere? I'm yelling at everyone. Right. Like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to scream at everyone. You know, with my kids, yes, you could be stern, but I, I'm not the type that wants to scream all the time. You know, so that's... As you can tell, my brain goes a million ways, and I'm yeah. like, let's see how Dave organizes it, and then let's see how I can uh, contribute to the conversation. No, great, great, um, great talking points there. I love the the family tie-in. Uh, the very first thing, though, that I because all the thoughts that you just had, I think everybody even listening to this is very, um, it what you just said is very relatable. <clears throat> but now that I've been doing this for a short period of time. I've been able to sit down and kind of develop a little a little process. Uh, Dave, the big process or the big science, as you will, right? The big science. Um, and the very f- – go ahead, CV. The big anomaly, too. The big, the big anomaly. anomaly. That's right. We got to – one day we got to put all the names. All the names, names. yes. Um, and have people vote. And just to give context, <laughs> to give context to, you know, my background, if you're just tuning in, I am in – local government, like the conversation we were having before. Um, I have a specific leadership team of 25. And then under that, we have, depending on the season, up to 300 employees. That gives me such anxiety just hearing that. <laughs> like, to hear there's 25 and then 300 below gives me such a, I don't know why. Yep. Um, and that's just in one department, right? Yeah, because yeah. then if you put me on that you know, management scale where we do have our department head meetings, now you're talking thousands. Um, but this, you I'm know, out. this core team is, is really who I'm working with. Um, and there's 25 who really range in age. I believe I am the youngest out of the 25. Um, and the oldest is up to 77. Uh, so it's range. it's a wide range. How um, much are you the youngest by? Do you know? Uh, no, a couple years. Okay, a couple years because we have a couple thirty. You know, people what would you say the average is? The average has got to be forty-eight to fifty-two. I'd say okay, somewhere so in there. Significant gap. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but. All great people, all different departments, everything from a transportation unit uh, to maintenance to arts, dance and culture, youth development, recreation, senior services and aquatics. 
right in that in that uh scope of the 25 that we're talking about you're shaking your head like, no no i like it <laughs> I, when you say aquatics i just think of all the classes and everything oh yeah and so then and then obviously that's what i would want to be involved in and then obviously the business office right mm-hmm. which you know that's where all the all the numbers come through and that's primarily who i work with day to day uh but the v- most important thing for these individuals and on my end is employee wellness um, right. Making sure that your employees are well respected and then also taking time to really know them. So that's kind of why I set up those one on ones. Um, if you heard me speak about those before, it's 30 minute conversations on the dot. I try to be um, try not to miss those, because when you start missing things, then that is kind of the culture that you're creating. Right. I try to be punctual with my meetings. I try to be on time. But through those uh, meetings, it's really about the employee wellness. Right. Making sure that they feel that the leadership team cares about them, respects them, values what they do and not just saying it, right? Like that you just saying things is different. But like I could show you a text yeah. message this morning. Yeah, show tell me how you do that cuz like everyone's different. Yep. So on the on the wellness piece, honestly, I I need I needed to break down. Well, first you, you have to break the core and get to know the individual. Then on wellness though, well, so they're let's emotional. Break it down. So you, do you say how do you like to be rewarded? Do, is it uh Right. So the first conversation the this kind of started as like, you know, tell me about yourself. You okay. know, you're in that role so very vague. Role, very, very vague. Then over time, you're able to create the relationship to where now with each individual, I know about their emotional well-being. I know the people in their families, their by name. Mm-hmm. I don't sit across from them in these one-on-ones um, and just talk down to them like I'm their supervisor. There's a piece of that that obviously I'm giving them some some coaching points and things to work on. But for the most part, I know even their when their doctor's appointments are. You know, they come to me now, and obviously I'm. Um, big into health and wellness on a, on a big scale. So I'm always willing to help in any way possible. We have a lot of individuals that are either overweight, um, have chronic health conditions. Um, I, it was a broad range, right? Everything from diabetes, congestive heart failure, um, you know, substance abuse, cancer. We, I've seen it all now, but it's them now being able to open up and feel that um, in reciprocation of them being open and honest with me, now I have to respect them, right? And that respect piece is huge because you can't treat everybody the same. You just can't. You have to be understanding to individuals' individuals' needs. Uh, but employee wellness for me is by far the most important. Do you thing. guys have any like uh, challenges and things you do with like weight <clears throat> loss and stuff? So we're we're actually working on. Um, I know a guy. I know a guy who brought to the table. Um, you know, ba- basically employee wellness to where one hour per week. Like built into your workday. So this is, again, yes, you should be working out more than, you know, one hour per week. But we're basically saying that we're going to pay you to do some form of physical activity. Right. It could be a walking club with somebody else. It could be the sport of pickleball. It's a great idea. Um, It could be, you know, you jumping in the pool. Basically, whenever you want, you have one hour throughout your week that you can say, listen, I'm going to go take action and do I something. I have this visual of like a ticker on the wall yeah. and everyone in the steps. And there's just people in the office just doing circles. Yeah. <laughs> but but honestly, on a on a um, on a very simple scale, right? It makes it fun. Too. If your employees think about it, if your employees are not happy, they're not going to perform or not healthy because then you miss days. Correct. And, yeah. and happiness a lot of times is directly related to health and not only physical health mental health, emotional health. Um, you know, everybody's got something going on in their families. Again, wide range of, of individuals, big families, small families, 
Some have no families, right? So you have to be accommodating and understanding each individual is the most important. So I'll chime in here real brief. Uh, I don't want to jump. I don't know what your process is. No, no, I don't know if this fits in a certain part. Um, I agree with you. I think when I sit down with people, what I've tried to do is just like get to people, get to know people as people and just like see where they're at and make sure they're okay. And, you know, if we have a crazy week, you know, just make sure they're doing all right versus just like push an agenda which has been, been very helpful. And it, I think it just comes from a place that I'm not very corporate. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of process everything is get to know people first and then you kind of speak to them after that. So it's interesting you said that because that's kind of a natural because I'm not corporate. So it's not very uh, – it's a natural progression just to get to know people mm-hmm. um, and then go with the flow. But I'm finding everyone so different. Yeah, oh, like Everyone you deal with is so – And now it's how do you find a way to manage all of them, right? And that's that's the that's the hard part. So yeah. again, it comes back to creating this environment and this culture to where this this there's a, a clear expectation of what's going on. So I have the uh, luxury of keeping my uh, company small, and when I say company, I mean everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses, uh, uh, service providers. My thought is that if I can, I don't like managing a huge group. Mm-hmm. It's much easier for me to be successful with a smaller group. That's my thought yep. in the short term. Yep, could could be. I think everybody likes to, because um, we also have our breakout teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, from that. But I'm just from saying because big... I I have the choice to yes. where you guys are. You have a structure. And exactly. It's, it's a different application. Correct. For me, the only difference, well, not difference, but the my strategy has been to keep everything super small and only add people when you really need, need it. Need it. Yep. No, it's a good good tactic to have. Um, the second thing is. Pretty much understanding where the actual culture was and then taking the history of this organization, right? And I think for our age group specifically, 30s, 40s, um, you know, if you're in a leadership role, the first thing you want to do is you want to highlight, because this was even me, you want to highlight all the negative things that are going on. And we quickly forget that, listen, this department was operating for 40 years before I stepped in that building. So there obviously had to be some sort of culture and some sort of history. That's, you know, a a big uh, reason as to why we're at where we are today. So instead of me coming in and trying to make every employee do a complete 180, and this is the way you got to do things. I do think there's a time and a place to do that as well. But I found through my experiences that the more you can tie in their knowledge and their history, I have employees that have been in this facility for 30 years. They obviously know how things operated. They know any idea that I can come up with, they've already seen. And that's one thing I'm also very open and honest with. Say, listen, I'm in this role now. Just because I'm in this role and I shoot out an idea, it's not my idea. I either, you know, got it from somewhere else. Yes, of course, I believe to be, uh, I believe myself to be a creative um, and and an innovative dude. But at the end of the day, if you've been there 30 years, most likely you've seen that. And I've seen a lot of people step into roles as leaders, right, even on my own team. And we make the mistake of forgetting about all of the prior history and knowledge that these individuals have. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. How it links with me is the I try to figure out what motivates the team and then have them scratch their creative itch. So we don't have like a building or anything, but people have been doing their specialty before I've gotten involved with them. So I try to say like, what kind of projects do you want to see? 
and then depending on what they say, see how it works into the the master plan, and then let them scratch the itch. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not uh, the most efficient, but it keeps them happy. It keeps them feeling like there's autonomy, which there should be. Yep. Because ultimately, like, there's only so much you can do in a day, and if you get everyone on board in the same, pushing towards the same uh, goal, and they're doing what they love, it's it's going to come out better. Right. You know, that's a thought. Yeah, definitely. Um. And and you said the word goal. Ironic. That's the next thing that's on there, um, because creating goals is essential. I feel like right? he's taking a lot of photos. Of me. I don't mean to <laughs> yeah, break. Just, I was just straight Justin on this. Is, is, is Do you want me to take my shirt off? Go ahead. It's goals. Um, yeah, creating goals, man. Uh, especially in our industry or any government entity, you you got people who are you know working for the pension. They're on a fixed salary. It's not as easy to motivate with money. Right. Like I can't just throw ten thousand dollars at you because, you know, you're Mike Pirelli and you're just a phenomenal worker. Just throw ten. <laughs> I would love to throw ten. Of no, I'm saying not. I know. I'm but kidding, you know what I mean? Like, I can't just say, hey, they listen, might be watching this. You've done, <laughs> of course. Uh, but anything I'm saying, I, they, you know, they they know as well. And that's yeah. another thing. Yes, of course, there's a time and a place for me to speak a certain way. Yeah. But for the most part, I've I've tried to step into a uh, a Dave Regina that can be pretty transparent with everything yeah you know there's a time and a place obviously you got to get a little uh little gully you like that word justin well i justin's like eh. yeah i don't know if i even know what that means (laughs) for a gully i know for a little gangster on certain things you know and 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 is that not is that not gully that is gully yeah yeah yeah, for sure well i was oh justin justin's on i was being i was being facetious Oh, you see how I went from gully to facetious? You, I've never um, heard gully and facetious <laughs> exactly. in the same sense. Uh, but no, so so the goal piece, right? <laughs> the big vocabulary. <laughs> the, big <laughs> the big vocab. Um, you know, it's it, my point is it's extremely hard when it's not physical money to motivate somebody. So the way that you do it is obviously through data and feedback. You have to sit down. I've been able to sit down again through these one-on-ones and create specific goals for individuals, whether it's a program that they're working on or a project that they're working on, uh, or it's a community partnership that they're trying to develop. I need something from you that's going to motivate you, like you were saying before, to inspire you to do your job. Now, with that, when we when they give me these goals and we plan them out together, now I give you feedback. And the feedback is black and white. Right. If we're looking at a certain number of participation for a program, okay, I'm able to actually print out this financial report and see that we accomplished the goal. I'm able to see that we didn't accomplish the goal. Okay, we didn't accomplish the goal. How can I help you get to the goal? Do we need to do more marketing? Do we need to be better uh, in in local partnerships in the community and schools to drive more individuals to these programs when it's a project, right? I put timelines on projects. I'm very specific with that stuff. Um, And again, you have to work on a scale here. Because you have somebody who can be extremely motivated, that loves the, the the stringent guidelines of goals, and then you have others that get very um, defensive and they don't want that specific structure. So I'm okay with that, right? You tell me what you need, but at the end of the day, this is what I need to see, mm-hmm. right? The outcome. But it's allowing the flexibility of the goals. But if you don't have goals in place for specific people, at the end of the day, what are they working for? Mm-hmm. Right. And that was something that even in my I, I've been able to tie that from my own life, because when I'm just going through the motions, you know how it is. There's certain months that I, I feel like, you know, I, I think I shared it during the summertime. It's just going. I'm like just going through the motions. And it's just like there's no there, there was no inspiration there. There's no drive. And that happens sometimes. But how quickly can you come back to center? I think you can always come back to center much quicker when there's a specific goal in place. Mm. The uh, goal example, one of the team members, I'm not going to say the name, but she wants to move out of her uh, parents' house. 
So I keep throwing hashtags back at her when we're doing projects and say, hashtag move out 2022. Hmm. Just to remind, you know, if yep. you want to do this, we got to do some shit. Right. Um, and then another one was a financial goal. Uh, what I try to do is I talk about my goal for the year. And then if I hit my goal, what happens to you? Uh, and your and your you financially uh, or whatever professionally, and then explaining that the way we get to my goal is if you're doing your job well, um, and as a team, if we're all crushing it, we all make more type mm. of thing. Um, someone I don't know who said it, but basically show me their incentives and I'll show you their output. I'm a strong believer in it because my there are some. I'm trying to create culture that people are afraid to miss out on. So like yes, you can. Someone can. I'm already seeing people are trying to uh, pluck my team members, and I kind of tell them, I'm like, listen, you can go work for them, but we're just getting started. So you know, you make a choice. Uh, no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. I wish you the best, but if you go somewhere else, the train's still moving. So it's like you can be on it, or you can get you know left behind, and it kind of creates that. Which I'm, I am every. I talk a lot of stuff, but I do honestly believe everything's going to come to fruition. So when I talk to them about it, it's very uh, it's very real. They're like, Mike's crazy. It's going to happen. So like, I need to hold. I'm not to. Yes, I'm trying to make it so that everyone along the way is enjoying it mm -hmm. and doing well. But it, I know the reality. You might get a competitor. They might say, listen, whatever Mike's paying, I'm going to pay you double. And you need to create such a excitement and uh, fulfillment in what you're doing that people don't want to leave you because they're like, it, may, it doesn't make sense. Right. Even for double the money, I wouldn't leave him because we've created a culture. I have such autonomy. I'm doing what I love, and I don't think I can recreate it somewhere else because you can't – people can recreate, like, paying, but you can't recreate company culture. You can't recreate the goals, the vision, all the other mm -hmm. stuff, the intangibles. And, yep, and the experience. Um, funny you say that because that ties into the next thing, and this is this is again. I literally haven't seen. But for I was just gonna say for people, you know, they might think, oh yeah, they got this scripted out. Like yeah, I got notes on my phone because you know the big process has to look back at his process. Don't get gully um, on him. You get gully when you do this. Don't, don't get gully on him. Uh, but the next thing that ties right into that is employee recognition. Right, yeah. we worked in an environment. I've been a part of an environment to where. People aren't really recognized for things. And it's kind of, again, hard to do because you can't really say, great job. We met our revenue goal. Here's a piece of the revenue that we exceeded. It'd be great to do that, but we can't. So now what we've had to do is create this uh, environment to where we have employee recognition. It's on a very small scale, but once a month we have um, a supervisor's meeting and I specifically call out one individual that has done an exceptional job for that month with specifics attached to it. Do they get to like push you in the pool or something fun? Right. So so then now, now it's funny. And for those that are listening, hopefully they uh, they don't share before the news comes out. Oh, but, sorry. you know, before it was just it started as just recognition. Right. So if John Jones does extremely well this month, it's you know, I want to highlight John Jones because of his impact in the community. He's been able to take a program that didn't exist before. And now we got you know, we're serving 58 residents. Blah, blah, blah. So you're specific about it, which was great. But now what we've been what we're working towards is providing some sort of tangible for this. Right. And, cool. you know, I went back and forth with something small, like a twenty five dollar gift card to Starbucks, twenty five dollar gift card to Dunkin Donuts. Again, cool. Shot some ideas back and forth. And basically what we're coming up with is an additional paid half day off. Mm, that's nice. Which is I, I think I'd rather push I'm, in the pool fully. <laughs> that, that sounds good. But for somebody, you know, in, in our industry, 
you if you were to equate that to That's dollars, nice. you yeah. know, if you're making eighty thousand dollars on a year, your half days a couple hundred bucks. You know what you're doing too? You're creating an experience. Right. Like because that half day, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna go do something or enjoy my family. So then they equate it to something positive. Yeah. I um you know, again through through some studies, there was this um it's called work human IQ research. And I was doing some research. It, 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 I like stats, right? So it said employees <laughs> employees recognize up to four times per year show a 32% increase in performance just off of recognition. And again, I believe that that recognition does have to be a little more specific. But take me, for example, right? When I get recognized, I do want to perform better. So 32% increase in performance. Makes and this sense. is a study that was done on Google, huge companies. Um, the other thing that was really cool is 40% of American workers say that regular check-ins are the number one thing that makes them feel happy at the office, which related to me in my industry because, and that was through uh, Ernst & Young survey. EY. EY, baby. One of the big four, right? Yep. Does your brother right? work for them? My brother's a uh, CPA, so. But he works for them? No, he doesn't work for them. Oh. Um, Never mind. We don't support he's EY. Citrin, <laughs> Citrin, uh, Citrin Cooperman. But, you know, the point with that is, okay, my industry is some, again, I can't give you financial freedom off of you doing a great job. I see a survey through Ernst & Young who has the ability to pay thousands and thousands of dollars on bonuses for them to say that 40% of their American workers are saying that the number one thing is regular check-ins from their supervisor. Okay, now I have some some feedback, and that's why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it it's something that I want to continue to grow. I want to get that that recognition to a place uh, to where there's even more to work for, right? Like this is this is starting as a, a stepping stone. Again, this culture thing is being built. Like they've been there for thirty years. They've been there a lot longer than me. But now that I'm sitting in this chair as a deputy commissioner, this is what my plan is to bring to the future. Um, I want to bring specific awards. To to, you know, maybe an end of year celebration um, to where we basically allow them, though, to pick the awards. I want to hear in the staff meetings. What awards do you guys want to see? You know, is it the best personality on the year? Best body. The best body on the do year could be, be a part of, of the company to, to um, be in the drawing. Do you have to, no, you, you, you can enter the body one. <laughs> it's just like and the nominees and it's <laughs> right. all you guys. And then just me like I snuck <laughs> it in. Right. And again, even if it's a little plaque or something, it's still something that, yeah, you know, you hang it in your office. You're proud of it. Bragging um, rights. It's, it's bragging fun. rights, yeah, you know, yeah. but I think that creates a little bit of a culture where is when I if I sat back and looked at things that were missing in the culture, it's these little things, you know, and it's until I sat down and really thought about a process like, all right, th there's probably a way to create this. And not that my process is right. I'm not saying that by any means. I'm just saying what I'm doing in my specific field. Yeah. It's know? overwhelming to like establish a process. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've had stuff in like, I'm sure you've had some stuff to recreate, like mm -hmm. uh, work off of like a foundation. It's been very overwhelming for me to have nothing. Just be like, all right, well, I guess you're you're hired, and I guess what we're gonna do is this. And I would almost disagree with you though, because I didn't really have. I mean, you can ask CV. There was there's nothing in place of a structure that I can look back to because at the end of the day, you know, you're Mike Pirelli. You're paid a hundred thousand dollars because you're the grants coordinator for the town. Yeah. It just is what it is. Gotcha. Um, the the second thing that I'm working on too, it, it, and again, this is based off of what I've seen from my role sitting back now right and also remember i'm unique in this situation because i used to be on that ground level as an employee not on the management uh, executive level right yeah. so i i know what it takes day to day but now i also know what it takes day to day in my office you both perspectives right and one thing that was always missed was the transparency and operations 
from upstairs. For whatever reason, we were hiding budget numbers. We were hiding, um, and not, I don't want to say hiding in a negative way, but we weren't disclosing this with the staff that's on the ground. So they wouldn't understand the behind the scenes of you know, what goes into an actual process in the business office, in that operation. So what I try to bring to the table is seeing that ground level, seeing that executive management. If I'm trying to build culture, I need to blend the two together. Right. And that was something for me. I was like, bingo, opportunity for Dave Regina as the deputy commissioner now to provide them with that. Right. Like CV operates a, a summer camp. Right. That budget in itself is close to half a million dollars for one operation. Why he isn't aware or wasn't aware to the extent that he is now, not because of me, because we've been able to get there together because yeah. he's shared things with me. I've shared things back with him and his team to where now. But again, you're creating something that now they're like, shit, you're giving me 380000 just for the staff? Yeah. Like, I need to manage that. Yeah, so, transparency. Right. The transparency was huge. And for whatever reason, it was like, okay, tell me what you need. I'll let you know if I could do that. And then I might have to scale you back, but give you no reason why I'm yeah, scaling yeah. you back. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so for little me, things like for that. For me, it's not even like the reasoning. It's if, uh, I guess because commission-based, like, I want to know how you got my commission. Like I'm working independently. If I don't sell this house, I don't get my money. So when you pay me my check, I want to know how you calculated it because I don't want it. Like I'm not working here just for fun. Right. Right. Back to the yep. incentive thing. Yep. So I've ran into issues with uh, previous, you know, working with companies and we've come to a agreement, but them not being transparent with it and me getting frustrated. Be like, then what am I working for? If mm -hmm. I'm just, you just, figure out a number yeah, and throw exactly. it at me. It's like, that's ridiculous. I need to know exactly how I got my money because then why would I be incentivized to work hard if you're just making shit out of thin air? Yep. So I agree with that. And that's how I've been trying to be with like when I work with people um, on uh, like if they're getting a piece of something I do, I show them exactly what I did and then how I calculate theirs. Mm -hmm. And then I have a running list. So there's no questions. You know, it yep. is what it is. We agreed upon this. This is the number. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it, which doesn't always work because like yeah. contractors and stuff, it's mm -hmm. never exact. It's always like, well, yep. And then, um, a clarity, you know, clarity is, is the, uh, the final thing that I think brings it all together, being extremely clear with your delivery, being extremely clear with your expectations, um, and extremely clear to everybody of what the goal and the mission is of the organization. We have, it's funny, we have a mission statement for the community. We don't have a mission statement for the day-to-day -day team. So something else that I'm going to work on is the day-to-day -day mission statement. I come to work. Okay, yes, I already know what the expectation is from the community because that's what we're about. We're about providing services. But there should be something in place for me as the employee come to work and I have a I have a mission statement, right? Something that we create all together yeah. that we can circle back to. Then in a, in a moment of adversity, it's like, well, what's the mission statement? Mm -hmm. Are we in alignment right now? Yeah. And we come back to center quick. I've tried to be very clear about, um, you know, really what drives our department because we don't have a department without people coming to seek our services. So in every single meeting, what I do is I stress the importance of customer service, uh, which is which is big for us. When people get out of at, like unaligned, how do you try to get them back onto the straight and narrow? Um, I my approach honestly is allowing them to walk through the process. So 
literally having them explain to me what the issue is and then stopping them where I would have done something a little bit differently and then meeting them in the middle to try to figure out the way. Um, if there's a conflict of, you know, like give me a situation. Maybe. What if, well, So say someone's like feeling down, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I don't feel like you appreciate the work I'm doing, this yep. type of thing. And you got to get them to understand that it wasn't a um, – it wasn't malicious. It was just things got busy. We didn't stay connected. Whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a scenario where it was uncontrollable, yep. but they took it personal. Right. How do you? How do you? Uh, great, great scenario. Because I'm I, sure that probably happened. Of course, absolutely, all day, um, all, all day, <laughs> all day, all day, all day, every day. Uh, but again, it has to come back to knowing the individual and their needs for the most part, right? Um, if I know that somebody requires a little bit more than somebody else. I need to look at myself. The The biggest thing for me in my seat is, okay, if you're now frustrated, what could I have done differently to control that environment, to control that situation? And 99% of the time, there's many things that I could have done to avoid you feeling that way. Not saying that what you're saying is completely accurate and on point all the time, but there's plenty of things that I could have been doing to check on you along the way. So like someone will say, oh, like, uh, you know, after we complete the project and it was done, we didn't kind of have a debrief or some shit like yep, that. Yep, that, that happens too. And honestly, I mean, I need to eat that, but now we need to have that debrief. No, I need to, I need to, I need to eat that. I'm serious. I need to eat that. Like, that's my responsibility. We didn't yeah. do that. But now I want to show you that we have to have this so debrief. So it's just future action. It's, it's action. That's, that's all, all it is. But it, it, the respect thing is the biggest thing, right? I, I never want somebody to feel disrespected by mm-hmm. the way that I treated them. Yeah. Um, and again, there are, it's a fine line in leadership because there are times where you have to sit somebody down and say, this is going to be this way because this is one of those times. Mm -hmm. But I try to be clear about that because I'm like, listen, this is not, it's, it's not always like that. We, we try to make it as leaders in the, in the world in whatever industry you're in, we try to make it like, oh, I'm the leader, I'm the boss, I'm this. A boss and a leader are two completely different things, right? A boss tells somebody how to do things, and then a leader shows people how to do things. I always want to be somebody that shows people how to do things um, with their input, right? Anything that I've said today is not just based off of my, you know, personal pen and pad. Like, it's through my experiences, through hearing people and receiving feedback. A lot of leaders, I'll say too, well, I'll say bosses because the the bosses is uh, the, the word that's not the best i'd rather a leader but bosses tend to think that their way is the best way all the time mm-hmm. right and that creates a negative culture because where th- there's no motivation behind it if my feedback doesn't matter to you yeah uh, so it's you know I, it, that's a work in progress every day though and a situation a situation but it's something I, I i really enjoy i think you have to if you want to step into that role anybody you have to be interested in it um and then leadership is like a skill right the moment you stop it and you're not working on it, yeah. then it dies. It's like a momentum thing. Like the company culture thing is temperamental. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, I, and I don't even have like big of a company culture going, but like it, if people are, it, it, uh, what's the word? Like it's not a disease, but if two people get together and like, yeah, you know, this is oh, the it, issue. The, it becomes a it, cancer. Then it kind of travels, yep. and then it's like, oh, this and the end. And sometimes, so I guess what you're saying is, if you can get people to come to you first. Before it gets to that point, that's how you kind of nip it at the bud and address it. Or but again, it happens anyway. Uh, again, month to month, I know I'm meeting with you, yeah. so you can only you get mad. Them. The maximum amount of time that you can stay mad it's a month. 
is a month. That's a good, that's you know what I'm month. saying? Seriously, like the maximum amount of time that you can possibly, if you try to avoid me, yeah. which really can't even happen because we have a supervisor meeting somewhere in between there. You just get in the hallways and block people and be like, <laughs> but I'm blocking them with an approach. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you have to, you you could be mad at me today, but the <laughs> unless it happens on day one, right after our meeting, you got 30 days. So it's communication. It's Again, it, we're back at communication, day. consistency, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My thought process, I love you. My thought process is so different. Right. And like I come from another angle. We're very similar mm-hmm. in certain aspects, but like you're very yes. defined, structural mm-hmm. with your verbs. I'm very fluid. I got phases, dude. I got phases. Mike's like that thing at the gas station. Yes, I'm fluid. Yes. And um, maybe tomorrow I'll be like, wow, CV was right. <laughs> you know? I would uh, challenge you. Yeah. And I th- just to, but not that you have to verbalize or even say it, but yeah. I would challenge you to put yourself in, for example, his shoes. Yeah, it's hard. I got and, you know, because you hear a lot of the examples that he get, puts out and a lot of the different things. Yep. And try to work through those with your thought process. Yep. And, to, and you know, and if you have questions, you're going to ask, would this work with this one? To see what what is your thought process? Would it work in this scenario? Yeah, I do different think that every scenario is very yes. different. And I think, I think it, his, the way he thinks, compliments the way the the industry that he's in yeah um and i don't know maybe yours would too honestly i i am speaking on my own personal thought thought as we were talking before but at the end of the day would your approach work here i personally don't know because i haven't I seen think, it i don't think so i don't know and that's I really why i don't. say it. that's my yeah. challenge put yeah. your put your put his scenario into your thought process and work it out to see if me granted i don't know if you have that time to yeah, do that yeah. but no it, for food for you know for, yeah, for like yeah. interest you could see if you know, maybe it would or wouldn't. See, I think yours would translate well to my world oh, because I think I you think need so. structure. <laughs> oh, would. Yeah, I uh, but I think structure is probably the thing that I, I don't lack it. I just think if I can get better at being organized and structurally sound, um, it would complement the creativity and the vision stuff, and I'd be able to scale faster. It's hard because it's that's the reason I am so creative is that I do have kind of fluidity. And because I'm like, oh, we're not doing the same episode next week, I'm able to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to lose it, but I recognize that there is a, a more, um, you know, company style that probably would help. It's just finding the balance. Mm-hmm. But it's tricky because when you guys talk, I 100% under, I not 100%, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just not in it day to day. So when you guys say like, oh, well, there's no real incentive. In my head, I'm like, everything we do has incentives. Like, I'm very... Uh, well, we yet- have delayed gratification in our yes. field. Yeah. Because super delayed. Like, super delayed. More than... Because, I mean, you have a full... Years of- in delays. But, yeah. but not really. That's kind of good, though. But also, you no? think about this, right? <laughs> we have full... God forbid I get cancer tomorrow, right? And I got <laughs> 500,000... No, I'm serious. But this no. is a reality. Because this, yeah. this is something that most employees hopefully never have to experience. Um, and I hope I never have to myself. But... If I had $500,000 worth of bills for that cancer, if you're in our industry, you have zero, right? So that is one, obviously, thing that is not really tangible until it happens. Like, obviously, medical benefits when you yeah. have a family, you you already know. Yeah. Um, it's an extreme cost. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, but then the, the the whole pension, right? You work, you're working towards something in the future. Yeah. What I try to tell people is the mindset. If you come in at a low level job, it I can't. I got hired. I got hired. I shared it at forty eight, forty nine thousand dollars. Right. Took a pay cut back then from even where I was at. I knew that in the future, by the time I retire, right, all of 
the time that I've spent, my pension is not based off of that $49,000. So I have to be thinking like I'm in the $200,000 role, right? Because I know when I retire, that's where my pension is coming from. And too often we lose sight of, you know, there's not too many opportunities in the field. You also have to go make some opportunities in this field. But there's a lot of, you know, people that are not willing to take that leap because, you know, like that uh, union situation, right? If, if there's uh, um, a budget cut from the state, to the town and now you're not represented in the union, I could be fired. But I'm willing to take that risk because I believe that I have a skill set that, you know, I can land corporate if I wanted to land corporate. You know, but certain individuals, when you've been making eighty, ninety thousand dollars for twenty five years of your life, you know, are you willing and do you have that experience to then try to move over to corporate? So it's it it's tough. Um but I, I good good conversation. So I like you know I like short and simple. So if you could encompass mm-hmm. all of everything we said today into your philosophy on company culture what would it be <laughs> that's actually pretty um, good <laughs> communication respect allowing individuals within your culture to give you feedback to provide them i need more boiled results. <laughs> i need more boiled so communication and respect that's probably the two big. That, those are the, those are by far the two biggest because it comes down to people at the yeah. end of the day, right? If I can't, if if you don't respect me as an individual, and the way that I build this is obviously through my own life. I when I walk around, I think people know how I live my life. I'm not just out at the bar until five thirty in the morning and then coming to work, and you know I'm the deputy commissioner. Yeah, it's through action. I follow up on things. I reach out for help. I never claim to know it all. Um, there's a lot of things. It's not, it's not, it's not a simple process. If leadership was simple, I think everybody would be a leader. Yeah. There, um, that was well said my, it's a little different vein, but, uh, Greenwich boys and girls club, huge fan of them. They have a shirt that people wear like old school shirt and it just says, be great. It's, uh, something that I've enjoyed. So I've started saying it to everyone with hashtags. I like sending back stuff to people and just hashtagging things because it's very like brief, but you encompass it. So one of the people I work with sent me like a, a post and then I just hashtagged being good, dot, 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 like you've That's been good. doing with yep. the mediocre thing. Yep. And it's starting to stick because now I get a lot of mirror stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. I talk a lot of stuff and then when I'm slacking, people write like hashtag being good and then I'm like, ah, be great. Good. You're right. Be yep. great. You know? So that's been my, the the my company culture I'm trying to create is being great. And obviously there's so many things that go into that, but that's the, like- if you're, I want people to feel like you're on the Yankees when you're with, you know, like mm-hmm. you're on the team, you know. There's no reason to go to the Mets. No offense to the Mets, Oilers hmm. fans. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, like you, you said, the long way to go. Said though. at the beginning of long the way. episode, uh, or this might have been off air about simplicity, right? So yeah. people might be looking for this, you know, crazy answer, and look how simple the well, answer. Is. I try. mean, you build I mean, it around you know. your core values. Yeah. Um, whether it's a team of two or a team of 202. So do you host events? What is your... <laughs> imagine <laughs> I start yelling again. Uh, so this will bring us to my favorite section. Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. You're going to like this one, Michael. I like all your dimes. All right. I mean, not all of them. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. That is by my boy, Ari Stodel. <laughs> Aristotle, oh, the great like, Greek philosopher. But it is, I mean, Stodel. that is, 
That is a tremendous quote. Right I'm a there. cheat meal then. Basically. I mean, you repeat the actions that you repeatedly put in, and if you do it greatly, or if you do it in an excellent fashion, excellence becomes the habit, right? And I think that ties back to community culture. Mm. Repeating the things that we just spoke about on the entire episode will get you to a place of your excellence, because I think everybody's excellence is completely different. You know, but me in my personal life, I try to transition the way that I operate my life and the success that the things that have worked. I try to implement that stuff into my professional world um, and hopefully it, it helps certain people. You know, my last note is that uh, my butt hurts because I have less meat back there because I'm getting down to 10. <laughs> That's right. And uh, well said. Nice to wrap it up with a bow on on the uh, Can you implement a bow on the on the way to to eight and 10 percent here. Right. Yeah. You're 10 of eight. Right? Listen, CV's down 34 pounds. Yeah. What if he gets to like five percent? Yeah. And I'm, we're like, talking I got to step, I gotta, I gotta step sneakily, my game up. like sneak into five. Justin Satchel, the most famous intern Sanchez is uh, on his way as well. That's such a good nickname. The uh, most famous intern. <laughs> I will be going to vegas very shortly so i believe next episode i'll be recording and then i'm jumping on a plane to vegas straight to vegas straight to vegas baby uh talk oregon. about company culture amazing oregon. <laughs> you're sending everyone that's right company everybody to vegas. going to vegas uh hopefully oregon doesn't get washed in the pac-12 tournament um i'll but, be rooting for oregon listen root for me my brother because i'm rooting for you uh, frank kept nine <laughs> until next time stop snoozing get up and get after it be great That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.